In this presentation, we will discuss the question of, are these work-related expenses with relation to the child and dependent care expenses credit? This information can be found in publication 503. Child and dependent care expenses must be work-related to qualify for the credit. Expenses are considered work-related only if both the following are true. So both of these must be true to be work-related. First item, they allow you and your spouse, if filing jointly, to work or look for work. They are for a qualifying person's care. So we talked about what a qualifying person is in a prior presentation. These two must be met in order for the expenses to be considered work-related. This is often a big issue with the married couples because if we have two individuals, then the expenses that we have that we're paying for the childcare need to allow uh, the, both the individuals to work. So in that case, then what if we have one situation where one spouse is working and the other is not working? Then from the IRS's standpoint, they might make the assumption that the other spouse uh, doesn't need the expenses necessarily because they could be taking care of the child then. So that's where we have this situation where the expenses need to be there in order to allow uh, the, the work to be taken place. Back to the text, working or looking for work. To be work-related, your expenses must allow you to work or look for work. If you are married, generally both you and your spouse must work or look for work. So in the married condition, the married situation, both need to be working typically to qualify, but then we're gonna look for exceptions, possibly exception if one individual is looking for work. One spouse is treated as working during any month he or she is a full-time student or isn't physically or mentally able to care for himself or herself. So for the purposes of this uh, credit then, if they're a full-time student, if one of the married couple, uh, individuals are a full-time student, then possibly that could qualify for working uh, or if mentally, uh, if physically or mentally able, not able to care for himself or herself. So in that condition, then we wouldn't have the work requirement in essence, basically, or their work requirement would be fulfilled uh, given, given that situation, which could make the credit more likely to be, ben to, to be able to take the credit. Back to the text. Your work can be for others or in your own business or partnership and can be either full-time or part-time. So we could have part-time work and full-time work, uh, which would both qualify towards it. It could be in the own business, meaning it might be on a Schedule C, sole proprietor type of business, which is owned, and that would still qualify. Work also includes activity looking for work. However, if you don't find a job and have no earned income for the year, you can't take the credit. Back to the text. An expense isn't considered work-related merely because you had it while you were working. The purpose of the expense must be to allow you to work. So notice that if just because you had an expense, if we had the child expense or some kind of child care expense, it's not enough that we were working at the same time we had the expense. It's got to be that the child care expense was for us to be able to work. That's kind of the, the gist or the rationale for the credit in, this, in the first place. Whether your expenses allow you to work or look for work depends on the facts below. Now, obviously, if, again, from a practical standpoint, you're going to ask, well, how would the IRS really know that it, the, the payments were there in order to have the child care to allow me to work or look for work? What, what are the types of requirements that we can actually put down and, and verify on those items? 
So let's go through some samples and some uh, scenarios. Example one, the cost of a babysitter while you and your spouse go out to eat isn't normally a work-related expense. So if we're just paying basically some child care for a, a short time to go eat or something like that, then that wouldn't typically be work-related because, of course, it wasn't given in order to uh, go to work. That wasn't the point of the payment. A example two, you work during the day, your spouse works nights and sleeps during the day. You pay the care of your five-year-old child during the hours when you are working and your spouse is sleeping. Your expenses are, cons are considered work-related. And the point here is that although that one spouse is home, you have you have a, a schedule that one works at night, one works during the day. You know, one if one is sleeping during that time period, then you would think that it would still be a work-related uh, expense, even though the time schedules are night night and day. So that possibly volunteer work for for this purpose, you aren't considered to be working if you do unpaid volunteer work or volunteer work for a nominal salary. So if it's volunteer work, that's not typically what they're looking for because we're, they're looking for kind of earned income. That's the point of the expenses to allow someone to then do something to get uh, that earned income is what they're looking for. Back to the text, work for part of year. If you work or actively look for work during only part of the period covered by expenses, then you must figure your expenses for each day. For example, if you work all year and pay care expenses of 250 a month, 3,000 for the year, all the expenses are work-related. However, if you work or look for work for two months of 15 days during the year and pay expenses of 250 a month, your work-related expenses are limited to 625, which is two and a half months times the 250. So they're basically saying you got to prorate the amount of expenses if you only worked for part of the year. Temporary absence from work. You don't have to figure your expenses for each day during a short temporary absence from work, such as a vacation or a minor illness, if you have to pay for care anyway. Instead, you can figure your credit, including the expenses you paid for the period of absence. So if you have a, a long extended period of time of not working, then they're basically saying you got to break it out by by day and and uh, figure that amount out. But if it's just basically the normal processes of work, vacation or sick pay, then that's not the case. An absence of two weeks or less is a short temporary absence. An absence of more than two weeks may be considered a short temporary absence depending on the circumstances. So the norm two week vacation or two week absence is kind of normal. And that would basically be considered temporary where we wouldn't have to go through this added complication. If it was more than that, still maybe it might be not necessary to go through the added calculations, but it's more likely that it would. Example, you pay a nanny to care for your two-year-old son and four-year-old daughter so you can work. You become ill and miss four months of work, but be receive sick pay. You continue to pay the nanny to care for the children while you are ill, your absence isn't a short temporary absence and your expenses aren't considered aren't aren't considered work related. Now this because of course this is for a long period of time. It's not the two weeks. Now we're talking four months. That's pretty extended period of time. So uh, they're saying it's not qualifying for the work related expenses and therefore the credit part time work. If you work part time, you generally must figure your expenses for each day. However, if you have to pay for care weekly, monthly or in any other 
way that includes both days worked and days not worked, you can figure your credit inclu uh, including the expenses you paid for days you didn't work. Uh, any day when you work at least one hour is a day of work. So, so in other words, if we have days where we're not working and we're not paying for the care, then you would typically think that we would have to figure by day and not include them. However, if we're paying those days anyways, because that's just the way we pay for the care. So we don't, if so, for example, if we don't know which days we're going to work and we have to pay for the, for the full week and we don't know which day we're going to be working or not working, then typically we would get the full day for the calculation of the expense. It's basically my interpretation of this. Example one, let's look at some of their examples here. Example one, you work three days a week. While you work, your six-year-old uh, child attends a dependent care center, which complies with all state and local regulations. You can pay the center $150 for any three days of the week or $250 for five days a week. Your child attends the center five days a week. Your work-related expenses are limited to $150 a week. So because it's for any three days, we're going to say it's, it's the $150 for those three days because we work three days. Example two the facts are the same as example one, except the center doesn't offer three-day options. So here's the example that we would expect to see. Uh, it's not just any three days possibly. They don't offer that option possibly. And they say the entire 250 weekly fee may be a work-related expense because they're going to say, hey, you have to pay 250 for the five days. And if you only use three of them, then okay. Well, in that situation, we'd have to say, well, now we've already paid the 250 to basically get those three days because we didn't know which three days it was going to be. So in that case, you'd get the full 250.